Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> hey, what's up ladies? So today I'm gonna show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high value woman that men will never want to leave? You're smart, you're sexy, you're confident, and you still make mistakes. It's all good. Coming up, a year and a half ago, she says she was fat, broken, miserable. Now she's happier than ever. How'd she do it? And I know that at this point, you might be a little bit discouraged, maybe even a little confused as to why you're having such a hard time finding the right relationship, particularly after all that you've done to become a more conscious, caring, and committed person. The big question is this. Why has it been so hard to create the kind of loving, committed, happy union that you've been seeking? Can I speak yet or what? <laughs> You're like, when do we talk? I'm here to talk. I want to talk about it. I want to call in the one. I thought of a song to start today off with. Okay, well, since you're so musical, do you want to hit it? Are you ready? I'm ready. I thought the deliverance song you thought of. Yeah, deliverance. The deliverance theme would be good for calling in the one. Yes. I did think that because I'll tell you why. We're going to be delivered. Yeah, please do. We're going to be delivered one day okay. from our single <laughs> hell, right? And it's okay. going to be so good. So not the obvious shit show that was happening in that film. <laughs> Absolutely not. I need not to watch that again. Only based on the title. Totally unrelated to the plot line. Thank you very much. Hi, Delia. Okay. Hi, Carla. How are you? <laughs> so let's just let's just fess up and let's tell our listeners that yesterday we tried to record this episode and it was a shit show. This podcast should be called Yesterday it was, was a-, a Shit Show. <laughs> right? Actually, I wouldn't mind having a podcast called Yesterday Was a Shit Show. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave um, somebody a really good idea. Yeah. You're welcome. Of course we did. Um, yeah, I think that served us right for trying to record on a Monday because we did that the week prior to and it just didn't work. Yeah. I don't know what should... it is about Mondays and us. I don't know, but we need to start listening to the universe because the universe speaks, honey. That being said, we're back today. We're fresh faced. We're googly eyed and we're ready to talk about this week's book. <gasps> and we're excited about it. That right? makes me think of like the little eyeballs that you glue to things. Yes, I'm very excited about this book. I have not read it, full disclosure, but I feel like, oh, okay, this might be one worthwhile considering all the stuff that you've said about it. It definitely is. And I would say I would not read this book until you feel like you're ready to go to the next level with someone and have a like a relationship because it's oh, so not one of the ones <clears throat> no it's the one not one of the ones not that the, one or someone not one of the ones the or hey one. what are you doing later <laughs> well sometimes the guy that will answer ones. you back 
Sometimes, yeah. No, definitely want to have it base have this be uh, with someone who who gets back to you frequently. <laughs> definitely want call and response kind of thing going on. If you're going to call, yes, in the that one. would be handy. Yes, yeah. I did want to say though, the, over the weekend. So I've been mm-hmm. I've been in great flux over the thirteen weeks that we've been recording this podcast. And I've been kind of all over the place um, as far as my emotions surrounding having a relationship and being in a relationship. However, over the weekend, so I have a friend from high school that I'm friends with on Facebook, and we haven't seen each other in years. And we chat on Facebook every once in a while, and he's coming to visit in September. And so over the weekend, he messaged me, we started chatting And he is so nice to me and so supportive and so encouraging because, you know, I made this career transition lately and he's just like, you're killing it. You're going to do so great. I'm proud of you. I, you know, and I'm just like, wow, that feels so nice to have somebody. I did not solicit that. I did not, you know, he just, he just said it. It was nice. I want more of that. Yeah, that's in a like, I mean, you know, being a teammate. <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt like, wow, this person is really rooting for me. And yeah. I have plenty of, I have a lot of support and a lot of people rooting for me. But I think there's something about a dynamic with a partner when they show that support. And that there's just something that, and he is not my part. Like, we're not even dating we're just <laughs> chatting but i'm just we're saying just we're, it's, it just felt nice because it felt like he wasn't doing it for any other reason than he really truly meant it and he believed it yeah. and he just told me, and it was nice so i'm gonna try to zone in on more of those kinds of connections with men and more of those kinds of oh, exchanges okay. with men i liked it a lot i want more of it mama wants more mama gets what mama wants right so did you want to talk about circus cock at all or (laughs) (laughs) well that cat's out of the bag well Um, i mean it's so good yeah, it yeah it is. And I this is something I struggle with like kind of how much to share on this platform, but I mean I don't name names, so well clearly no one's going to be perfectly who honest. Caucus. Occasionally like I've actually forgotten like his real name. <laughs> um, and because I call him that so often, well, I think he'd be pleased with that nickname though. It has the same format as a first and um, last name. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that could be somebody's Christian name. It could. It could be a (laughs) Their given name. name. That's right. I was named after my grandfather. (laughs) Clown dick. (laughs) Well, now I know the title of this episode. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, God. Um, Okay. Um, anyway. So, yeah. So, I had a gentleman caller the other evening uh, who I nicknamed Circus Cock because he's just fun to ride. And um, 
He is just really great at sex. So you're so good at sex. I've hooked up with him a few times. You're so good at sex. That's a shout out to Dan Morrison. Sorry. (laughs) Hi, Dan Morrison. Yeah, but I just, you know those times where you just need to get laid and you don't need to have a lot of conversation? No. That was a great time. I'm a big talker. (laughs) I'm a big talker. I need to hash out feelings. Like, I did not need to hash out feelings. I need to talk about so much before I have sex. No, girl. (laughs) I know that feeling for sure. So I'm glad that he kind of came along and took care of that for you. Yeah, no, he was very obliging. So that was amazing. Well, I'm sure he was. It was great. I'm sure he was. It was a great start to the weekend. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Hey, thanks. Get it. I appreciate but, it. But unfortunately, that is not how you call in the one. I didn't think that the receiver was in my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Oh my God, wouldn't that be awesome if we were like homing devices and we just were able to just one day decide it's time and then we just hit a button. It's time and just push a button. That would be great. And then your vagina makes this small tone that only can be heard by dogs and your perfect partner. (laughs) Do you know how many dogs would just perpetually be barking? I mean, not that there's not enough dogs barking anyway. Oh, man. There would be too many. There would be too many. It's a horrible idea. Thanks, well, actually, no. It would for... make them... The tone sometimes makes them not bark. So it could actually be a dual... Oh, serve. it just calms them down? Right. It served two purposes. It stops them from okay. barking. They're like, I could take a nap or have right. a cigarette. <laughs> right. I'm really drawn to this woman. I don't know why. Also, I have no desire to bark right now. <laughs> <laughs> So you'd find the one and a new pet? Yes, girl. What a perfect. How great is that? We need to get a patent on this shit today. Today. You could do it online. Okay. (laughs) I'm feeling extremely giddy right now. I don't know why. Uh, Probably because. Apparently. I'm getting ready to call in the one. I have 49 days of a thoughtful and life-affirming plan with a daily lesson, a corresponding practice, and instructions for putting that lesson into action in my life. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say life alert and then, like, I had <laughs> And then pass image. out. And then falling and not being able to get up. Oh, God. Until the I one comes and that. finds you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> somebody will hit the button. Maybe you should have a somebody with a backup button and then... You would know, okay, oh, I got to hit. Just in case there's yes. the first person isn't available. Right. I got to hit Carla's button right button now. Yes, person. that's right. That's right. God. Okay, so this week's book. We swear we're not high. Just saying. Well. We do sound very giddy. I am taking Okay, CB. I'm going to say I'm not high. I will take responsibility for my own self. I am taking CBD oil for mild anxiety. So... Okay. All right. Okay. This week's book is by Catherine Woodward Thomas. It is called Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. And I read this book about a year and a half ago. 
and it was not probably the best time for me to read it. So I've revisited it for the podcast and I loved it at the time, but it's, it's heavy. There's a lot of work. She's not messing around. It's basically like a college course of falling in love and you have to do a lot of work. Are you committing to doing the work this go around? Like, do you feel it's something now that you're ready for? I think it's time. I think that before I I made my list a couple weeks ago, I continue to I keep revisiting. I am. And I keep revisiting it. So I keep keep it fresh in my head of to keep reminding myself of like, this is what I want. This is what I need. And so now I think uh, my career stuff is starting to settle down. I'm kind of in a routine, a rhythm. I think I can go back to this book and start to do some of these exercises. So first I'll just share. I'm so excited. Yeah, it would be awesome if we could do it together, but I don't know if we're in the same space. I'm going to wager we are not. Yeah. Like people coming to visit me are nicknamed Circus Cock. So. (laughs) Exactly. So... This might be just a bit of a solo journey, but of course, we'll be on it together. Of course. I'm just going to, for the listeners, break down the weeks of the book and how the book is laid out. So it's 49 days and there's seven weeks. So she has 49 lessons. So you have to do something every day, basically. Woo! Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I do recommend buying the book. I did the audio book and then I have the Kindle because there's a lot of lessons. So when I originally did the audio book, it was very frustrating because I would have to sit there and write down the lessons and write down the information and it, it was tedious. So I recommend if you do it, you purchase the book and you can find it online used for like $10, $12. It's, you know, it was written in 2004. It's been around a while. Yeah. I, any kind of thing like this that has like kind of coursework, quote unquote, like I have to have the actual book. Yeah. Because I'm all about highlighting, writing in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a love manual. So. I like the sound of that. Week one is preparing for love. So. Okay. This is just where she's talking about for the first week, what do you want? What does it look like? What does it mean to you? How do you think that you're going to fashion your life around inviting another person into it? How are you going to set up your space and set up your heart and, you know, things like that. Week two. So there's a couple of weeks that are difficult. Week two is completions. So week two is you clear the slate. You go in and you end relationships that are just kind of dangling. You let go of people that are toxic in your life. You let go of your past. If you have agreements with yourself that you've made, you analyze those agreements and you renegotiate those agreements. For example, like if you believe or, you know, a belief that I've had, I believe that if I tell a man that I've been molested or that I was um, sexually abused, that it's going to affect the way that they feel about me. So 
the, that would be something I need to, to change and have a new agreement and realize that a man that loves me is not going to use that against me. And that's not going to be a negative yeah. thing. Week three is probably the most difficult. Actually, before you go on to week three, week uh-huh. two mm-hmm. sounds pretty difficult. So is there yeah. kind of a, I know it's only supposed to take the 49 days, but what if you don't quite get through some of these difficult weeks in a week? Does she make allowances for that? Or it's just like, well, I think moving on. <laughs> there's all, no, there's always allowances and you can, she talks about if you pace the book at your own pace, you can do that. You can. Oh, okay. But she also stresses, though, in the beginning that when you decide to do this and you are really ready, that it's like any other course. You don't take mm-hmm. it and then get to extend it out forever. You have to think about what's your end game. Yeah. What's the goal? And if you're going to commit to the exercises. So if you're going to commit to the exercises, commit and try and stick to the schedule. That's why it was really hard for me when I tried to do it before, because I didn't realize how involved it was. I didn't realize how much work I was going to be called on to do. You know, it, it does way more than any of the other books as far as getting you involved in your own healing and in your own journey of trying to find a partner. So. And I think there is kind of a switch that flips as well when you're ready for that, that you're going to surmount any task to find or, you know, to call in the one. Exactly. So So that's, it's kind of like, that's a mindset you have, you've decided you're going to do the work and. Okay. So then week three is healing core wounds. So this was like a really difficult. Yeah. (laughs) This was a difficult chapter because you have to, in a week, in seven days, you have to kind of unpack and reconstruct childhood wounds, more core belief stuff things that you just carry around with you that you believe that are not necessarily true, that are usually not true. One of the things was reclaiming the disowned self. So all those parts of you that you push down and that you try to deny are there, that it's like about reclaiming who you are and figuring out who you really are because we spend so much time not being who we are in relation to other people. And so... Yeah, she really kind of, (laughs) you really got to dig in. And she does use examples of her clients and people that she's worked with and things like that. And really quick, just to discuss qualifications, which we usually do at the top. She is more than qualified to write the book. She She's worked with hundreds of clients. She has her master's degree in marriage and family therapy. And she also came up with the concept of uncoupling, which I haven't really done a lot of research in, but it's about the conscious uncoupling. Yes, exactly. So that's her, that's her stuff. And yeah, she's pretty prolific when it comes to this stuff. She's all over the place. If you look her up, online there's so much information about her because this book is very popular especially amongst 
circles of people who believe in therapy and people who believe in healing themselves and coming from victim to survivor and stuff like that. So she's, she's got a pretty big following. Week four is kind of a more of a fun week. It's setting your course. This is the week where, yeah, this is the week where you, you set your intentions. You start making your lists. You really get honest and straight up about what it is that you want and you need out of a partnership with another person and how to listen to your gut, listening to your gut so that I like that you start to trust yourself and you trust your gut and you don't second guess yourself so that that week isn't as taxing, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Clearing out stuff is definitely the more taxing. Yeah, absolutely. Changing your mindset in a week is a little bit more of a challenge. But she does give you the tools to do it. So that's the main thing. Okay, week five is called First Things First. She's dealing with women's inability to receive love, dealing with our body issues, And our sense of self-esteem, dealing with sexual healing, healing sexual trauma in relationship. So that's, that's a pretty heavy week. Still not as heavy to me as week three, which was all about, you know, going back and looking at your childhood and dealing with old wounds and things. But this week, the week five. It would be interesting because I think that week five sounds a lot more kind of taking personal responsibility for the way that you look at like your self-esteem, your confidence, whereas a lot of like kind of clearing the slate and core wounds have to do with somebody else. Right. Right. So I think like that work in week five is just as like, can be just as grueling as week three. Right. Because you have to be really honest. You have to be totally honest. (laughs) And that's the thing about the book is that she really says, if you really want to call in the one, the relationship, the love of your life, the person that's going to be with you forever, that you're, you know, that's going to be like mostly good times. You have to deal with your shit first. You have to unpack it. You have to clear it out. You have to make space for yourself and to love yourself. And you have to do it. (laughs) There's no way around it. You can't get out of it. If my moving situation is any illustration of this, then I'm certainly not ready. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, when you say the words unpack, I think they have unpack. It just kind of sends a cold shiver down my spine <laughs> you're like i'm gonna stay packed for a while i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna go packed. ahead and just keep this stuff in boxes that's right <laughs> another section of of week five is cultivating solitude which is something that i've been forced to do in the last uh, year since my mother passed and really getting comfortable with being with yourself she's like if you don't want to spend time with you If you don't want to be with you, why on earth would someone else want to? (laughs) She has a solid point. 
Yeah. That I mean, it's sense. like you've got, you've got to get to a point where you're okay with taking yourself out on a date. You're okay with going to dinner alone. You're fine on a Friday night if you end up on your couch drinking wine, being with yourself. It has to, you have to be okay and not constantly need someone else to fill that space because that's just not how fulfilling, fulfilling relationships work. You know, yeah, they, that's not how it works. Well, Weeks. that part I'm nailing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm all over that. I, I took myself love to my solitude. <laughs> I love, I love it. I took myself to the movies yesterday and out to dinner by myself yesterday, and it was freaking great. Yeah. No, I still, I mean, I do it quite a bit because I I have a lot of friends I can go out with, but yeah, sometimes I just want to go out and be with my thoughts and just think about my life and, or I want to go to a restaurant I want to go to, and I don't want to sit there and have a conversation with somebody for an hour about where we're going to go or what we're going to, you know, it's like, no, I'm, this is where I want to go. <laughs> this is what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm fun to talk to in my own head. Which I do quite a bit. (laughs) Week six is a life worth living. Basically, she talks about in this week where your life has to already be a good life. You're not going to have a really shitty life, really unhappy life, and then invite somebody into that. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be fulfilled and be happy. Ta-da! Right. That's not how it works, unfortunately. You have to come with those tools already in place, which makes total sense. It makes total sense. You can't just like show up empty handed for somebody who's amazing. Or expect somebody else to fix it. Right. Exactly. Just come in with somebody who's amazing and wonderful and they have this amazing life and you don't. And then you're going to think, well, this is going to make everything better. It's that's not how it works. Um, And then week seven is living love fulfilled. And she really goes into how to be in a relationship, how to be with another person, how to, how to hold space for another person, how to create space in your life for another person, just all of that stuff. She really gets into that. And And it's, you know, it's, it's great information. I mean, I don't, there wasn't a lot in this book that I didn't like. There was a couple of antidotes and stories that she told about her own life that I was kind of like, well, that's a lot of information, but. Like what? Well, she would talk about her early relationships and kind of how she was in relationships when she was younger because, so she met, she, so I tried to figure this out the other day. So she wrote the book in 2004 and she married her husband, Mark, when she was um, <laughs> in her f- early 40s. And then they had a child when she was 45. But so she oh, okay. had already, she had known him before. And then they reconnected accidentally on Match.com is they met. <laughs> that is so awesome. It, it is I a cool story. It. It's a cool story. But, you know, she was very honest about she was kind of selfish with some other people in her life and she was floating around and she just wasn't, you know, she, she went through the same things that a lot of single women go through 
And because I'm older and I'm not married and I don't have a committed relationship in my life, I relate to her because I think there's a lot of women that find themselves in that place now because we focus on our careers and we focus on, you know, all we focus on so many other things besides having a relationship. And then you hit an age and you're kind of like, well, I would now like I that one. Yeah. Now I want that part of my life to happen too, too. And it doesn't always work out that way. You have to put a little effort in. So she, so she has a toolkit. There are things that you have to go out and get if you're going to do the course. Okay. So the things that she says that you need to have are a journal, drawing yes. paper. Yes. I know you've already got that one covered. But yeah, you no, would I probably go out. Know if I mean, yes, <laughs> I was going to say you're going to go out and buy a new journal when this. Yeah, <laughs> I clearly don't have one for this. Clearly, you have. Well, no, I think that's the whole point. You start fresh, so I give you yeah. full permission to buy a new journal. That's specifically, you know, for something like this. I think it's part of like the ceremony of it. Drawing yes. paper, cardboard, or other backing for collages. Drawing markers and crayons, modeling clay, which is optional. So you do the scene from Ghost, you know. Um, <laughs> she's like, this is how I'm we. I'm excited to call in that one. <laughs> this is how we work on our solitude. We're going to do this scene. <laughs> We're um, going to bring in this muscly, oily guy. Yes. Oh, God, Patrick Swayze. We miss you so much. If you're hearing this, Patrick yeah. Swayze, we love you. Scissors, glue, matches, magazines, and Gasoline. other... <laughs> Rope. No. Oh, that's a different Wrong list. book. Sorry. That's next season. <laughs> magazines are other resources for pictures and images and a highlighter. Perfect. So that's... I love that list. I would just... I have pretty much everything on that list. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go. That's your toolkit. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Excellent. You're doing it. She says you can do the course with others and she gives you kind of information about how to do that and hold each other accountable, which I think is a great idea. But I think it's like, you know, you would sit down and decide if, if that's somebody you want to do it, do it with. And if, and if you're ready. So just to give you an example, do you remember any from last time? Did you do any of the exercises when you did the book before? Yeah. Yeah. I think, As far as exercises go, for example, one of the main exercises of the book is drawing your list, making your list. And I think we've talked about that in one or two other books. It's a really, she feels it's a really important part of finding your perfect partner. I mean, I think a lot of women have gotten that information or advice from tons of different, I mean, that's, that's a pretty common thing. But some of the things that she asks you to do are like, write a letter to your younger self and tell your younger self what you needed to hear from a parent who abused you or from someone who hurt you. Reassure your younger self that it wasn't your fault, you know, going through those types of exercises. Okay. Because she talks about how important when you're a child and you're forming all of your ideas about relationship and you're 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 having your first relationships and by the way this book is for men and women it's not just for women it's it's kind of geared more towards women 
Yeah. But she has a lot of male clients and everyone can do it. So, uh, so she basically has you do things like that. A lot of letter writing, vision boards. So for example, she wants you to meditate. Some of the first exercises and the, the meditation is I am connected to everyone and everything. She says, think of your coworkers or those you come into contact with on a daily basis. Notice the beautiful force fields of energy connect you with each person you see, whether you know the person by name or not, repeat the phrase to yourself with each person you think of. I am connected to everyone and everything. Now imagine you're walking down the street again, see energy connecting you to everyone you pass, continue, repeat the phrase. And I live in Vegas. I don't know if I want to connect with everyone on the street. Well, but you are connected to them already. It's not your, it's not even a choice. Everything, sure. It's not even a choice. And she says, spend at least three minutes doing this exercise. If you're able to sit for longer, she encourages you to do so. But you don't need to do it for longer than three minutes if you don't, if you don't have the time. Okay. That seems doable. Three minutes. Yeah, right. Three minutes. It's fine. You could do it. I I believe in you. And then there's a lot of journaling. So it's kind of like the artist's way in that where she wants you to journal every day and write down your experience of the exercises that you're doing. Write down moments that throughout the day where you, you know, whatever experience you're having with other people whatever experience you're having with yourself, whatever's going on inside of you, write it down every day, at least for the 49 days. And that's just kind of an ongoing exercise that she recommends. And, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give too much away because I want people to read the book, but I think for the most part, I really enjoyed most of the book. There wasn't much of it that I didn't like. She also has a very calming voice <laughs> when you're oh, listening to it. I like yeah, that. It's not a good idea to listen to it right before you're going to fall asleep at night or something. Cause you're just going to like zone out. She's very like calm and cool and collected. And, but ultimately I think the main thing before you consider this book is that you're ready. That's it. And you can start it. And then come back to it. If say you get through it and you're like, wait, I can't, I'm not, I can't do all this. I can't do that right now. Not these 49 days, honey. Yeah. But it still kind of gives you a lot of stuff to think about. Even if you're not ready, you know, maybe go ahead and like look into it and see where you're at with it. It doesn't hurt. You know, I think that's a good idea. I mean, books like that, even some courses, it just kind of takes more than once to kind of let all of the information sink in. Exactly. Exactly. And especially with our busy lives, we're busy, we kind of, you're listening to it in passing. You can't do that with this. You have to commit yeah. to it. Her rating on Amazon is 77% five-star ratings out of 553. Wow. That's really good for a book like this. Like it's, that's amazing. And when you go through and you look 
there are so many women that are like, this book works. I met my husband right after. I bet like review after review. This woman says, holy moly, this book works. Get the audible version too. Find your soulmate in seven weeks. Yeah, right. I scoffed. I've been single nearly my whole life, diligently searching, but always end up dating the same person. No boyfriend for the last four years and have been dating three times a week with no joy. I figured this book would be a good laugh and go into the recycle bin within a month. Holy cow. This book was amazing. I did find my soulmate two weeks after reading this book. I bought two other copies and sent to my single male friends. And my copy is loaned out to a girlfriend who couldn't believe the results I'd gotten. The thing about this book is that it's more about identifying areas in your psyche that are weak and resolving areas you may or may not have known you had when starting the book. I first listened to the book highly doubtful and I did want to punch the author in the face during the first two chapters. (laughs) But man, after that, I was hooked. This one, she says, I met my husband soon after for what it's worth. I can be kind of skeptical, but I think I saw the author on a talk show and thought, hell, I'll give it a try. True story, at 42, never married, just many heartbreaks, I met my husband two or three months after starting this book. I was in a small town over an hour from the nearest city, dated often, but sure hadn't found the right one. It might sound woo-woo to some of you, but this book really helped me shift my energy, and then I knew my guy was on his way to me. I felt a certainty that I'd never had before. It changed my entire outlook. I just wasn't worried anymore about how or when it would happen, because I knew it was going to. Sure enough, because of a fluke, my future husband came from a town three hours away for a short-term job. We met, and that was it. Later, I loaned the book to my brother-in-law, and he met his wife maybe a year later. I don't know if he really worked through the exercises or not, but I did. I've now bought the book again to give it to a friend. So those are some, you know, really good reviews. Most of them are really good. The bad reviews, this is an interesting one to me because... She says, the author called in the one, but only temporarily. I've had this book for a year, didn't read it. Finally, last night, I thought I should give it a go. Did research on the author, and it turns out she is now divorced and now thinks lifelong monogamy is outdated. Even, let's say she is, even to say that it doesn't work because of that, she's still an expert in her field. I mean, she still knows what she's talking about, and... Just because that that didn't work out with her husband doesn't mean she's not qualified to speak about it. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, Clearly, like, with all the people that she's, like, helped and... Well, well right. And I like, don't know. Steve, that sounds like a view of a spectator. Like, she's in there playing the damn game. So. Exactly. And it's like, Steve Harvey, he's been divorced twice, and he's having issues in his third marriage, but people are still taking his advice, and nobody's questioning his validity, and he has no degree in this. He has no experience at all in telling people other than he just decided to one day. (laughs) This one just says, don't bother, not so great, not well written. I I disagree. I disagree. I've read so many of these types of books, and this one is well written. This one, if if you do it, I mean, that just sounds like somebody to me that's like, I'm not going to do the work. And that's fine. Don't do the work, but it's, it's not poorly written. I disagree with that. That's fair. Yeah. Basically, she uses the the whole kind of idea of the law of attraction is what the base, the, what the book is based on. So 
what you put out there is what you're attracting. So yes, that's you know, it's pretty cut. Another and thing to take responsibility for. <laughs> Absolutely. Unfortunately, it appears we must take responsibility for our own love lives. <laughs> what and what happiness? A, what a pain! <laughs> Jesus. Let's see. Do you have any questions for me about it? Was there anything that? Not really. I mean, I heard a lot about it when I kind of worked in the self-development field. Uh-huh. So I know a lot of coaches that have recommended that book. Okay. Um, and it never, and I am definitely a firm believer in, like, when you're ready, like, you feel that connection to the material. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't felt that personally. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, you might never, this might never be the book that does it for you. But I, I feel like even, let's say you don't even call in the one and you were to do this book and do all the exercises, you might just walk out a more positive, maybe more, I don't know, you might feel a little bit more connected to other people in general. Because she really talks about okay. that, about how if you want to call in love into your life, you have to be a loving person consistently. That just has to be part of who you are. So the exercises, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> fuck, fuck that shit. No, the exercises are really geared person, toward that. Totally. <laughs> okay. So are we doing this book together? Is that what you're saying? Are we, are we buddies on this? I'd like to, I mean, but who does, if, who does it need to be a more like, you know, and I mean, that just sounds like good work to do, mm-hmm, <laughs> even mm-hmm. if, you know, just yeah. so you know, and so you clear out some bullshit you've been holding on to. Right, right, exactly. No, I agree. I think, yeah, I'm totally down to do it with you. I, I don't think that you have to be in the place. What's you the know? place? <laughs> Like the place where you're... Is that a bar or a lounge? No, just like the place where you're ready to find the one. I don't think you have to be in that place. Um, I think you can just be even curious about how it works or about how to change your mindset about men or... Which is something we've talked about, you know? Yeah, 100%. You've definitely expressed that you wanted more out of the relationships and connections that you've been having. So, who knows? Yeah. Yes, that's it. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than I definitely recommend this book. It's one yeah, of like I mean, three. Out of everything we've read this season. <laughs> yeah, this is by far my favorite. Awesome. Yeah, this was my favorite one. So we only have two more books to go. We do. <laughs> we sure I can't do. Believe it. I can't believe it. Me neither. It what? like flew by. It flew by, girl. It's, that's it. And then we're on to season two. We're not going to tell, are we going to tell our listeners what we're going to do for season two? No. Okay. Sorry, (laughs) listeners. We'll have to hint about it during our break. Yeah, of course. We'll just out and out tell them. Come on now. We need like an unveiling. That's right. That's right. We need to make it a bit of a strip tease here, Carla. Don't be just handing out the junk. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's. Something that we've learned. That's something that we should already have learned by now. 
We're going to make so. them wait 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what, uh, what is your book next week? My book next week, and forgive me, I don't have the author's name in front of me, but the title is Getting to I Do. Okay. And I'm about a third of the way through, and it's been interesting. <laughs> um, so far, it's been a little rulesy and okay. mixed with some other book we've read. I know but how much you love the rulesies. Um, that was a rough week. Uh, <laughs> the author is, she has her PhD. So she is also very qualified and she's a marriage and family counselor as well. Okay. So it says here it's Patricia Allen and Sandra Harmon. So it looks like there's two. Yes. Sandra Harmon is kind of, I think the, obviously not necessarily a ghost writer, but the co-writer who kind of like condensed the information from sometimes doctors' brains just take really complex ideas and make them more complex. (laughs) Got it. I think she had met Sandra and she was able to streamline them, make it a more enjoyable read. Okay. Awesome. Well, I personally, I would like to experience marriage in my lifetime. So I'm looking forward to this book and I'm going to put a lot of pressure on you to make it happen for me. So just want to let you know that by now. For you to get to I do? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, if we're going to go through the yeah, book, I might I'm as well. I'm not sure like, I really want to get to. Well, yeah. you're I, Again, you're not necessarily there yet. We've got a few years between us. Yeah, here. I don't know if I'll ever be like wanting to get married. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I flip-flop back and forth. I just want the cake. No. Um, <laughs> I want the cake and the honeymoon. I don't necessarily need a marriage. And but the dance I, party would be pretty cool. Well, is there anything else for this week? No. Are we I finished talking good. about it? What? Uh, I think so. I just, I think I'm going to wait until after we're done with the season to start the book, though. Then that way we can talk okay. about it. We could talk about it when we re-up next you know for our next episodes and and then I can focus on it because it's it's intense seven weeks yeah seven weeks and 49 days it's it's intense so okay anyway that makes sense yeah if you're listening I posed this question on our Instagram I would love to know if you believe in the one is that something that you believe in because I think it's nice to think that there's one person out there for all of us, but I don't know if I believe that. I think there can be many different people for us in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, think it just mathematically how frustrating it would be if you're trying to find a person on the planet. No. <laughs> yeah, just one. I think one. there's many, the ones. It depends on where you are in your life. Yeah, exactly. So... so. A lifetime partner would be great, but the one, I don't know if I actually believe in it. I feel like I'm at an age where if it is, if it is a thing, I'd like to go ahead and (laughs) I like to lock it down, but go ahead and get that together. Yeah. But, you know, being open to other possibilities, I think is just as, just as valuable for the journey to love. (laughs) 
Well, Delia, thank you so much for another week shedding light on this topic. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Carla, for showing up. Of course. I look forward to getting married after next week's episode. I think that's going to be great. It'll be a lovely late summer wedding. I was like, what season are we even in right now? (laughs) Yeah, because I'll be uh, like, once I listen to it, I'll be married within the week. Mm -hmm. So I won't even have to do this calling in the one BS. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. All right, lady. Yeah, I'm wondering what the faster way is, getting to I do or calling in the one. That's when you should have sung Dueling Banjos. We'll do a poll. (laughs) We could do a poll, an online poll. Oh, goodness. You love your online polls. I really do. I love all kinds of polls, but I really love online polls. (laughs) (laughs) Carla Nell, lover of polls. (laughs) All right, lady. Will you have a wonderful week? I will. You do the same. I'm sure I'll hear from you. And uh, we'll be back at this next week. Of course. We sure will. Bye. Bye. Landerman Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carla Nell and Delia Knight.